I'm going to continue from last week. I talked about living in the blessed zone. And so Acts chapter 4, please. Oh, hallelujah to Jesus. Acts chapter 4, verse 32. And I want to call this lesson this morning for a few more dollars. For a few more dollars. Don't be putting your hand on your purse and your billfold. I ain't taking no more offering. No more offering right now. Chapter 4, verse 32. Now the multitude of those who believed were of one heart and one soul. Neither did anyone say that any of the things he possessed was his own, but they had all things in common. And with great power, the apostle gave witness to the resurrection of Jesus Christ, and great grace was upon them all. I'm praying for both of those great things to happen here in this verse. Nor was there any among them who lacked. For all those who were possessors of lands or houses sold them and brought the proceeds of the things that were sold and laid them at the apostles' feet. And they distributed to each as anyone had need. And Joseph, who was also called Barnabas by the apostles, which is translated son of encouragement, a Levite of the country of Cyprus, having land, sold it and brought the money and laid it at the apostles' feet. Chapter 5. But a certain man named Ananias with Sapphira, his wife, sold a possession. And he kept back part of the proceeds... His wife also being aware of it, and brought a certain part and laid it at the apostles' feet. But Peter said, Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit and keep back part of the price of the land for yourself? While it remained, was it not your own? And after it was sold, was it not your own in your own control? Why have you conceived this thing in your heart? You've not lied to men, but to God. Then Ananias, hearing these words, fell down and breathed his last. So great fear came upon all those who heard these things. And the young men arose and wrapped him up, carried him out, and buried him. Now it was about three hours later when his wife came in, not knowing what had happened. And Peter answered her, Tell me whether you sold the land for so much. She said, Yes, for so much. Then Peter said to her, How is it that you have agreed together to test the Spirit of the Lord? Look, the feet of those who have buried your husband are at the door, and they will carry you out. And immediately she fell down at his feet and breathed her last. And the young man came and came in and found her dead, and carrying her out, buried her by her husband. So great fear came upon all the church and upon all who heard these things. For a few dollars more. It's amazing how the devil can take money and make it seem like it really isn't. And what he may cause people to do for a few dollars more. But in the midst of this message, there's a lot of mercy and grace. Bow with me. But matter of fact, better than that, reach your hands this way. Reach your hands. Would you encourage me by your prayers? I want to be a Barnabas to you and a son of encouragement. In just, in just 30 seconds is all it will take. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus, something happens when we mention your name. I know, God, I've got to separate my agenda and my attitude and my flesh from this message. Because you didn't call me here, God, to promote my program. But you called me here to be a defender of truth and the word of God. So give me balance. Give me wisdom. Come on, let's pray for each other. Give all of us balance and wisdom. 
God, some of what I read in the Word of God when I'm not even preaching convicts me so heavily. And I need to, I need to ask you to forgive me and repent. And I feel that we all are that way, oh God. But, but then I thank you for your mercy and grace for the balance that you have. So I pray, oh God, for your Word for us to be sons and daughters of encouragement and that we might be able to be better salt and light in a dark world that needs seasoning. Amen? And you may be seated in the presence of the Holy Spirit. Brian, I'll go back to this. I want to connect last Sunday's lesson, link it to this, by three thoughts. Last Sunday, I I told you about living in the blessed zone. I told you about there's a place of God's blessing for mind, body, soul, and spirit called a blessed zone. That takes place when we are totally obedient to God. And the focus on last Sunday was the book of Malachi, chapter 3, and we were talking about this area of obedience and finances. And that God has directly linked our blessings, our protection, our provision, our joy, and all of the blessings that come our way by our obedience by bringing the tithe and the offerings. I told you last week that the tithe... It's 10%. The tithe represents the first 10%. It represents the first fruit. And to remind you of where we're coming from and where we're going, I said to you, number one, that tithing is where we remove the curses. We remove the curses. Because the Lord rebuked the Israelites through the man Malachi, his servant, by saying to them, you are cursed with a curse. Because you've robbed me. And the people responded to the preacher by saying, well, how have we robbed God? And he says, you've robbed me in your tithes and offerings. But if you will honor me in your tithes and offerings, your 10% and beyond, then the next thing is that tithing is what brings the blessings on the balance of our finances. The Lord says, you give me the first 10%. And I will bless the other 90% so much so that you won't even miss the 10% you gave me because it's the first portion of giving to God that blesses the other portions that are to come our way. The third thing I told you last Sunday was tithing causes God to rebuke the devourer and open the windows of heaven for us. Please understand that even after you get saved, the devil doesn't change jobs. He's still a devil. And his job has always been... To steal, kill, and destroy. The Bible says he is like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. And sometimes even after you get saved, he'll give about six weeks of reprieve and then he'll hunt you down. To drag you back into the lifestyle and sin that he wants you to be in. And so the the Lord says, I will rebuke the devourer for your sake. The devil doesn't just want to devour your finances. He wants to devour your marriage. He wants to devour your mind. Can I get another amen? He wants to devour your children. He wants to devour your, 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 your job. He wants to devour your relationships. And so when we link giving and tithes and offerings to just getting money back, we're limiting the kind of capacities whereby God wants to rebuke the devourer. Another amen will work well here. Yeah, yeah. There are some things for you that money, money cannot do 
for a few dollars more. You can have all the money in the world, but if you have a disease that even stumps the doctors, you need the good Holy Ghost to help you because you've been obedient to show the doctors or just heal your body. A few dollars more can't. There are wealthy people. There are a lot of money. And, and, and they have the money and they can't get good health because money can't buy health. Protection for your family on the interstate, in your house, in schools. My Lord, it's still, it's still on your heart and my heart. In, in, in Ohio, where, where three young people were killed. And, and, and even in schools, it could be all kinds of school environments where, where, where a few dollars and the best security can still not provide the protection that God can be for you and your children. He will be a wall around you, a hedge about you, your shield and your buckler. Psalm says in Psalm 91, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High, I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. My God in Him will I most trust. Can I, can, will I trust? Can I get an amen here? Okay. He is my shield, my buckler. The psalmist said in 91, Under His wings, He shall cover me with His wings. He shall protect me with His feathers. Symbolically of an of a eagle or a, a, a hen taking care of a young. And so there are some things. That, that, peace of mind. You can have a lot. You know sometimes having a lot of money doesn't give you peace of mind because you're always worried about who's going to rip you off. You, you, you ever, you ever uh, have a situation where, where you might have come into some money and, and all of a sudden the whole world knows? And you get an email, text, faxes, and a bunch of other stuff. You can't have peace of mind for a few dollars more. But God gives peace of mind. And so what I'm coming to tell you with this morning is that there is in this account of the text that I read to you this morning perhaps the most dramatic stories found in the entire Bible. The message that, that is in these verses has to do with financial stewardship and accountability. It's a story of Ananias and Sapphira and how they pretended to be something they were not by lying about money. This story has to do with the reality of a person's life and how money can present a temptation to dishonesty before God and others for a few dollars more. It's a sad story and one that should serve as an example and a warning for every believer. But there's a bright side to this story. And the bright side of the story is that there's an example of honesty, integrity, and sacrifice that can accompany the use of money by those who are honest before God and their fellow man. Barnabas is the apostle's name, whom the Holy Spirit lifts up as an example in our text. And I, I say this to you because it's connected. You really can't understand... The giving principles of Barnabas without putting him alongside Ananias and Sapphira. And you really can't understand the giving principles of Ananias and Sapphira without putting them alongside Barnabas. And that's the reason why the Holy Spirit did it when he inspired these verses. So, consistent with his name, Barnabas, which means a son of encouragement... The Bible says he had property when he recognized a need within the early church. And by the early church, it means not the 9 o'clock service. The early church means that back in the early days of the church, because the church began as we know it officially on the day of Pentecost when the Holy Spirit came down and the message began to be broadcast by missionaries and preachers. In the developing days of the church... 
under the adversity of the Roman government and under the adversity of Jews who thought they killed Jesus and the message of Jesus, only to find out his tomb was empty and his grave was open and the Holy Ghost came down. And the more the early believers, Christians, were persecuted for Christ's sake, the more God blessed them and the more people got saved and the more people got baptized. Because I want to tell you something. You just mess with God's people and God's stuff and he will come to their aid and he will fight for them when you can't even fight for yourself. You hang on a little bit longer. You may be going through your valley, the shadow of death. You may think God has left you. You tithe, you give, you pray, you go to church. And you may think it's time to give up like the early church. But if you keep on holding on, praying, tithing, giving, serving, loving, forgiving, obeying God, He will send the Holy Ghost. He will send angels. He will send other Christians to fight your battles with you and give you more than power over the enemy. <laughs> Lord and mercy. So, Barnabas sells some land, sees that there are needs in the church, and says to the apostles, I don't want pomp, circumstance, notoriety. just want to be a blessing. And so, he was full of the Holy Spirit when he did that. Because we don't do those gifts of charity by our own flesh. Our flesh wants to, to hoard it, hide it. Yeah, that's why when you die, they're going to go all beneath your bed, your mattress, your pillow, your books. One of the best places Christians found to hide Bibles is their big Bible on the coffee table at home. Okay, nobody reading it. Pardon the grammar. You can smile a little bit. Some of you are looking like, I'll break my face if I smile at the preacher. No, you'll be all right. You'll be all right. I lost an hour of sleep. Some of mine. Ananias and Sapphira, the counterpart of Barnabas, was full of the devil when they did what they did. We're going to talk about the motivation for just a minute of giving. Why? So, let's look at Barnabas first, okay? The principle here is that Barnabas' giving was directed to the place where he received God's blessing. The, the church of Jerusalem was the first of many churches... That would begin to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ after the day of Pentecost. And I read in the Bible where it says there was great grace and great power in that church. Wow. Lives were being changed. The first sermon preached after the day of Pentecost was preached by the pastor Peter who we read about here. The apostle Peter. And 3,000 people were saved and baptized in water in one day. Can I get an amen? amen. Wow. And Barnabas said, this church is doing good. And now there are people in the church, widows, orphans, otherwise in need. I got, I got some property. I, I, I may need it for another day, another time. But the Holy Ghost just stirred me and said, I'm blessed. And I'm blessed to be a blessing if God took care of me right now and gave me that property. If he wants me to have more property and more things later on, he'll take care of me then. I'm going to sell this, give it to the work of the Lord. The place where I worship and where I receive my blessing is the place that I am going to give to the Lord. Phil Todd went to be with the Lord about two or three years ago. He was 90-something years old. If Phil was here, I wouldn't tell this because he wouldn't want it that way. But for about 35 to 40 years, Phil Todd went to the jail and prisons in Coweta County and other places to minister every week, every week, every week. Even after he retired from serving the natural gas company for 35 years, every Sunday morning, he would go there. And, he would, and then, then on Monday, after he retired, and during the week, he would go to grocery stores and get day-old baked goods that were not spoiled 
or other kinds of items that the grocery store could not sell anymore, but again were not spoiled. And he would take these baked goods to other places, churches and other families, and, and he would give it away. His truck, you should see, he didn't spend no time about cleaning his truck and getting it tidy. I mean, his truck was something else to behold. I mean, there was stuff up to his, the dashboard, and a fellow short like me couldn't see above the wheel anyhow, but he had all kinds of stuff. I mean, he didn't care about, he just cared about giving, 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 giving. He gave his tithes and offerings. And, and then he went to the jails and prison. He went to the, and, and there are times when Phil Todd would come to church on a Monday night in a men's prayer meeting. And we would mention a prayer request or a need or something mentioned about a need of a family. And he, and, and he would do... This, this was his habit. He would bring to me some money either that night if he had a 20 or a 10. Or he'd come back during the week and say, Pastor, I don't even know their name. I don't even know who they are. And I don't want to know who I am. But Ted, take this money and give it to them in the name of the Lord. Because Phil was saying, I'm blessed of God. I... I don't have a lot of money, but I got a shelter over my head. I got a bed to lay in. I got food on my table. I got a car to drive. God's been good to me. I'm about 90 years old, and I can just bless somebody. You don't get to 90 by accident. (laughs) And and I'm saying, here's a little dilemma that people face. Well, bless God, if they'd handled the money that I gave better, like I think they should, then I'd give it. Yeah, I know there won't be any jumping and yelling right there, but I'll keep preaching. I I realize there are people who have the the thinking that I really don't like the way the church is handling money, so I'm just not going to tithe and give. I'll just give it to another institution or another place or another person. That's not what the Bible says. The place where you are ministered to, where you are prayed over, where your children are blessed. There are 90 people, most of them young people, who will be coming back from Knoxville today. Two large coach buses of them from this church who went to Winterfest. And 90 young people who we sold thousands of dollars. Because of your tithes and offerings, we made it possible for them to go cheaper. You, because of your tithes and offering, you paid for the buses. They didn't have to pay anymore. They will go. They went last night. They heard Hill Song all the way from Australia live in the arena. About 20,000. You know how I know that? Mike came back, our media director, this morning, 3 o'clock in the morning, driving home, and then lost an hour of sleep. And he said, Pastor, it was worth it to hear Hill Song and the Holy Ghost coming up. I, I'm saying to you, that's where your kids are Getting blessed. That's, this is where your babies get dedicated. And if it sounds repetitious, I'm telling you the truth. This is where those who die in your family that need a preacher to speak over them and a person to bless the family. This is where you get blessed. Can I get an amen? This is, this is the place where the nursery takes care of your children. The youth get ministered to. The recovery house counsels your needy. Joseph's storehouse helps you with furniture and food and other items. This is the place where you get blessed. And so Barnabas said, this is where I get blessed. This is where I'm going to give to God. I know, I know there are people, there are people who say, well, I don't know what they're doing with the money. And therefore, I'm not going to give. And and I want you to understand that we don't always get it right. But if there's anything we do at South Metro Ministry is we try to deal with integrity with the work of God. And that's why he's trusted us with all this. Okay? Every month, your elders of of this church get a printout of all the receipts and all the disbursements as part of our accountability. Every month, a certified CPA provides and prepares all the funds of this church for accountability and for the right kind of covering. Can I get an amen? I know that there are preachers in America who have become wealthy and been charlatans over taking the money of God and using it for themselves instead of building the work. I know there's some corruption. There's corruption in the world and there's corruption in the church.
church. If you've got an issue about where your tithe and offering is going to go, and you're really concerned, go find a pastor and make an appointment. Go find a secretary and say, I'd like to talk to my pastor or my leader. I just want to know what's going on. Can I get an amen here? But I'm telling you, just, you know, I don't like where all my tax dollars are going. Did anybody hear this handsome, bald-headed man? I just want you to look this way to see if you found one. Okay? I, I do not like the way that my government is spending money on pornography, calling it the arts. Did anybody hear me? I don't like the way the government is spending money for abortions in America that has nothing to do with the health of the child or the mother. I don't like the way the government's doing taxes, but my Bible says, Render unto Caesar the things that are Caesar's, and to God the things that are God. I am told to pay my taxes. God will deal with the government. God will deal with the pastor, but it doesn't excuse my giving and my obedience just because I don't like it. Somebody ought to praise God here. Yeah. I may not know everything about everything else going where it's supposed to, but I do know where my blessings come from. And I say, God, if I need to know, I'll go find somebody and I'll talk to them. Now, we're not here to put everybody's business out in public, but there is a right way and a wrong way. Barnabas' giving was determined by personal responsibility. Giving involves personal responsibility and choices. Can I get another amen? And so Barnabas took the personal responsibility and the initiative from the Holy Ghost to sell some property. I've been blessed and I have something, I'm going to take it, take it to Pastor Peter, and tell him there are needs for funds and food in the body of Christ. You disperse it as you see fit. And so, having taken that initiative, it is he who personally be obeyed God. But somebody would say, well, the church did it. Well, let me clarify The church may do a lot of things, but it can never do anything unless we individually take personal responsibility to obey God and give the tithe and the offerings. Y'all didn't hear me. Some people like to come under the covering of the church doing something. I take these glasses off so I don't see who I'm shooting at. Where'd y'all go? to get credit that South Metro's done so and so. First Baptist is done, so that's where I go. First Methodist done so and so. When they ain't given diddly squat. How many know the Greek for diddly squat is diddly squat? Yeah. No. It won't get none unless we individually say I'm part of the body of Christ. I'm going to write that check. I'm going to give to the Lord. Individual responsibility is what motivated Barnabas to give. And I'm saying to you, brothers and sisters, it is the kind of hypocrisy that caused judgment to come on Ananias and Sapphira when they misrepresented their giving because they wanted recognition. And so I'm telling you that I can't claim to rejoice and dance and shout and celebrate with the other folk if I ain't had no part. And sacrificing and being a blessing. 
Let me give you a third thought here. Barnabas' giving was designated to the priorities of the church. Now, now let me say this to you. We have on occasions designated giving. Like Africa. And we're talking about our mission Sunday. And while that is appropriate and we lift it up for a season, we want you to understand that we should give out of obedience to God and bring the tithes and offerings and not feel like the Bible doesn't teach that the church and the giver, including myself, have the option to designate where every penny of my giving goes. We are to bring it before the leaders of the church, the pastor, the finance committee, the people who have already been screened, and uh, the elders. And if they are full of the Holy Ghost like they're supposed to be, and you are like you're supposed to be, and we're praying together, and the leaders are full of the Holy Ghost, we won't have any problems trying to figure out what the priorities of the funds ought to go to. So, so here's what I'm saying. Again, because of the flesh. Some people say, <laughs> uh, listen. You see, as I pass... As a pastor for 27 years, and the son of a pastor who's pastoring now, at age 82 later on this month, and the son-in-law of a pastor, I know something about pastoring. And I know people have things they don't like about their church, and they express their dislikes by holding back their giving. But if you give your money with strings or conditions attached to it, you haven't really given I have been at this church long enough to have run off a lot of people. Twelve hundred and seventy-eight people in church last Sunday. Now, let me say that to you. We're the largest we've ever been. So, while I may have some of the gift of running off, I hope I have some gift of attraction. People have left because I preached on tithing. People have left because I preached on marriage. People have left because... <laughs> Uh, I didn't visit. I didn't call. I didn't come by. I'm too short. I'm too loud. I'm too bald. I'm too fat. I'm too whatever. Just, just get my therapy. I had lost an hour. Lost an hour. Yeah. You know? And some of the stuff I should, I, I need to do better. Some of the accusations and some of the criticism was worthy of attending to. Can I get an amen? You know? And now I've been here so long, I'm just choosing when I want to feel bad. I'm choosing when I want to be, uh, feel guilty and bad and condemned. Because sometimes when I see the same name that condemned me the last time on my text or my email or some other place, I'm choosing to wait when I feel better so I can read that, so I can feel bad. But... Can I also tell you out of clarity of choice that I'm also choosing to use the delete button? So, so I, I've been here long enough to deal with my own stuff. Okay? I've told people, listen, there's an issue going on. I found out. And I, and I want you to come and tell me your side of this issue because you cannot serve in ministry in the church if this is true about you. And they have said to me something like this. Hasta luego. Is that right? What does it mean? What does it mean? Goodbye. Goodbye. See, I'm just testing you. You know your Spanish, but I... I <laughs> See you later, alligator. 
you know, we, we Americans speak English. We think if we add an O to every word, now we know Spanish. <laughs> I've had people not even wave goodbye. So where are you going with this, Pastor? There are some things that you may not like. But it doesn't give me the, the authority to steal from God. Again, I told you, go to the pastor, go to somebody. And if it's, if it's a church today, just ain't doing it right, then find you another one. If it's abusing. No, number four, please. Barnabas' giving was, was donated in the place where he witnessed God's power. Can I get another amen? Wow. Verse 33 says, with great power and great grace, they ministered. These people giving in this church where Barnabas was giving, they weren't giving to some pet project. They were giving to support the work of God, which was alive and powerful. I want to tell you something. As long as I get to be pastor here, I, don't, I do not want to be the reason why this church is dead if it's dead. There will, God helping me. God do something with me. But I do not want to be a dead church, a dead sea church where just people just come and come and just sit down and receive and receive and never give out. Can I, can I get an Amen. I want every Sunday morning to be a time of great power and great grace. I want every men's prayer meeting, every men's discipleship class. I want the women's Bible study. I want every ministry to be a place of great power and great grace. Barnabas says, I'm giving because there's great power and great grace. David Jeremiah, who is the pastor of Shadow Creek Community Church in El Cajon, California, a wonderful man of God, said on one occasion a couple came to visit him after being at, at their church for a few weeks. And they came and said to Pastor Jeremiah, we have left our church because we were there for 20 years. And we, we, after praying and seeking God, we have failed to see any fruit, any productivity, any result of, of power and grace in the church and life being transformed. And we felt like our money could be better served by going to a place such as this. The couple said to Dr. David Jeremiah, when we tabulated our last 20 years of giving to that church that we were in, it was an enormous sum of money for 20 years. And then we saw the limited or reduced or lack of fruit from the money we gave. We felt like we ought to be better stewards. Don't you just judge South Metro Ministries by this Sunday morning in the sanctuary. We are called ministries plural and not ministry for a reason. So that, so that we contribute to Recovery House where Pete Mento is a counselor. And people can come and bring their stuff confidentially if they'd like to. And, and have the power of God change them. We got, we got the county people and some of the government people and some of the prison ministry people or prison people sending people here so they can be ministered to in recovery house because lives are being changed. We, we also have, and Wayne and Joyce are here in this service, we have Joseph's storehouse. Lives are being changed because somebody may need a couch. They needed a washer or dryer. It may be used. It may be somebody else gave it to them. They may need a bed or some groceries. We are saying as a church, we want to not only point you to Christ, but we want to help you to have some comfort in your life. Lives are being changed. Can I get an amen? Uh, we are partners with a better way ministry. And about, about every Wednesday night, there are about three or four rows of guys that fill that section of the church some Sunday morning. A better way ministry is a rehab Christian program designed after the pattern of Teen Challenge and David Wilkerson. And here these guys come and they hear the word, they get a job, they get, the, they get disciplined, they get retrained and regrouped. And every month we subsidize that ministry because we see lives being changed. Great grace. 134 people joined the church last year. That's the average church size in our denomination, 75 people. 
We baptized, I don't know how many, 207 got saved. If you're looking for a place where there's great grace and great power and people are being baptized in the Holy Ghost, this is that place. We're not perfect. I got to hurry. Barnabas' giving was developed from the principle of sacrifice. He wasn't a real estate agent looking to unload land cheap. It was his property. His parents probably passed it down to him because that's the way it worked in the Jewish culture. He had to be selective to whom he sold it. But he, he opted to sacrifice and say, God, everything I have belongs to you. You gave it to me. I'm a manager, not an owner. So he sacrificed, sold the land, brought it, laid it at the apostles' feet. Here's a counterpart of Barnabas. It's Ananias and Sapphira. Number one, Ananias' giving was prompted by a desire for recognition. Now, while Barnabas didn't want bells, whistles, and drums to sound at his contribution, the word got out. I mean, no generosity just has a hard time hiding itself. The word got out that Barnabas was the man. It made him feel uncomfortable, the son of encouragement. And the church began to applaud in a sense of gratitude and thanksgiving and and Ananias and Sapphira, this, this, this married couple, thought, you know, we want some of that. We want some of that recognition. And so what they did is they had some land. And they went and sold the land. But they decided to keep some of the proceeds from selling the land for themselves while they were giving the appearance to the church that they were giving it all to the Lord. This is hypocrisy. Hypocrisy is doing one thing while giving the appearance of doing something else. Some years ago, a survey was done in America, and the survey revealed that 96% of Americans believed in God. That sounds impressive until you discover that 72%, 72% of those 96% who said they believe in God confess that their belief in God did not affect the way they lived their lives then what good is it? I believe in God, but I live like I want to. Please, I'm not here to make anybody mad. I'm just here to tell you, as a teacher and a representative of the Lord, that sometimes we wonder and we blame God for, for stuff and junk when God says that spiritual pretense is the worst form of pretense there is. Ananias and Sapphira were hypocrites of the first order. And God says, while I know my discipline on them is severe, I want it to be a model to the church of how I feel about purity and hypocrisy. I want to tell you something. I tried to preach something else this morning. You, you might be wrestling with this, and it may be like rawhide. You know the people who eat them animal skins in packages? What are they called? Yeah. <laughs> Beef jerky. And you give me mine, medium well. I don't want no stuff dried out for 400 years, bringing birth. A little exaggerated. Anyhow, when I get off on that, I lost my thought. Before I went to bed last night, Pastor Jeff, I read two other sermons. Thinking maybe it could be more mallow, more nice, more cream puffy.
I'm not mad at anybody. I'm just telling you. God gets blamed and the church gets blamed for a lot of stuff that Ananias has Sapphire motive still within the body of Christ. You know, let, let, me, let me say this to you, okay? Our church, as many churches, have a procedure for application for leadership and ministry. Elders are required to fill out the application and to meet certain criterias based on thus says the Word of God. Among those criteria for elders and leaders of our church is this principle of tithing and giving. And if you don't tithe and give, then you have no business handling God's money that God's people give. And what I have discovered over the years, and I mean no harm here, but I mean to make an observation. It's amazing how people come to church, give the appearance, the demeanor, the atmosphere. They go through the proper uh, motions and movement of uh, meeting all of God's criteria of obedience. There are times when I've had to go pull names that were nominated for these positions. And I've had to say, you've been nominated, but the records show that you're not a tither. And even though you intend to be, you will not be allowed to fill this position until you have developed a practice based on the Word of God. And that's why some, you know what, in, 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 you don't know in the New Testament church, they did not let the congregation select the leaders. They were presented, the Bible says they sought for men full of the Holy Ghost and presented them to the elders of the church and already leaders. Oh, God help me. Ananias and Sapphira, they looked like they came to church, they praised, they worshipped, they even brought their gift. But they wanted the drums, the bells, and the whistles because of their gift. I, I'm hurrying. Ananias' giving was premeditated sin. It wasn't just they happened to show up in church one Sunday and all of a sudden saw Barnabas given and sinned. No, he and his wife got together. And, and I won't read all this text again. And they sat down at the coffee table and said, you know, how can, we, how can we look good and still be okay? We'll take the money we got, keep a portion, act like we gave it all. And let's go to church. And, and so, so, so what happens here is that while it's possible to fool the preacher and mama and daddy, and it's possible to fool the judge and the, and the police officer, and the boss and the supervisor, it's never possible to fool God. To lie to God. And let me tell you something else. Oh, somebody's thinking, I wish I'd go ahead and sleep that extra hour in the morning. I'm, I'm, I'm playing with teasing. Here's what, I, here's what, see, one of the things the Holy Ghost helps me, and I want Him to always help me. Is I'm afraid that if I don't deal with my personal stuff during the week with God, when He shows them to me, He's liable to use one of y'all. And it works the same way. Men and women of God have been used by God. Like Ananias and Sapphira. Peter says, you done this, but that's what the Lord showed me. Oh God, this doesn't mean I want shorter prayer lines or less people in the altar. But there are times when people have asked me to pray for one thing, and I've said it with my mouth so that I can... Let them know I'm praying for that. And then the Holy Ghost drops something in here and say, leave that alone. That ain't the problem. 
Y'all, y'all need to hear me. Some of you, some of y'all been praying for loved ones and family members, and they think they're pulling the wool over your eye. And the Holy Ghost said, Nah, nah, that ain't where they're going. You hit your knees and you stay on your knees and you pray for that son or daughter, that husband or wife, because because they are telling you one thing and they're doing something else. I'm gonna tell you something. You cannot fool the Holy Ghost. Number, number number three, Ananias' giving was partial commitment, disguised as total commitment. Yeah. Peter said, but you have, you acted like you brought, off. when Ananias brought the offering, is this everything that you sold it for? Yeah. Bam. Dead. His wife came three hours later because he didn't show him for supper. Let me go check on Annie. Oh, Ananias. He may not want to call him. Feminine, isn't it? She goes to church. Peter says, did, did you and your husband sell the land for the... Yes, we did. Ma'am, the man who buried... They didn't even have a wake for the man. They didn't invite family and friends and have food. When he fell, they dropped him in a sheep, took him in a hole and buried him. And, he, and Peter says, the man who just buried your husband... We'll bury you. Well, I got something to say about this. I sure glad glad God ain't dealing with us like He did it with them, because we would it would kill church growth. I'm glad God hadn't dealt with me all the time. Let me tell you something. While they come to the music, let me let me tell you. I I have been a hypocrite at times, and I've needed to be forgiven. I'm glad God didn't kill me. I have been I have been unkind and mean and cruel and judgmental. I'm glad God ain't dealing with us like that anymore. But I'm telling you, He will stop dealing after a while. He'll just leave you alone. Let me tell you something else. Great power and great grace in the church. Now, some of you are thinking, man, I thought this was a place of great power. Some people think great power and grace when they come to church would be because the pastor rung your bell or blew your whistle or the choir sung the fastest song. Well, I guess there wasn't no power there today because ain't nobody slain in the spirit run the aisle or dance or shout whoop glory. So I guess I didn't get nothing. Listen, I'm telling you, meet here this morning. This is great power. Uh, great power isn't because we got our bell rung and our whistle blown and our horn tooted. Great power is when we look into the heart of our life and our family and we deal with hypocrisy and all the other issues. Ananias' giving was provoked by the devil, not God. Why would God tell us to steal from himself? It's God who said to give. The devil. The Bible says in the text that, Why has Satan entered your heart? Satan. Always check his before. A few dollars more. A few dollars more. God is not the author of confusion. He's the God of peace. God won't tell you to break his own rule. And last and final thought, Ananias' giving was a perversion of the divine program of worship. The divine program of worship means when I come to the house of God, when I give and I obey God by my tithe, by my offering, by my worship, by my song, by my presence, first priority is God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost. Did you hear me? The divine order of worship is God is exalted. But Ananias and Sapphira lied to God, lied to Jesus, and lied to the Holy Ghost. Oh, thank God for grace. I said, thank God for grace. I'm a product of grace. So here it is. God ain't going to kill you. Start today. 
You may not be able to go back and catch up all the tithes and offerings and all the gifts and all the apologies and all the forgiveness and all the people. Some people may have died that you might have offended and you can't go back and find them, but start today. Everybody say, start today. Deal with bitterness and let it go today. Deal with unforgiveness and let it go today. Deal with habits, addictions, and lifestyle, let it go today. Let it leave it alone. Then start today being pure, being genuine, being transparent. Grace, everybody who knows your product of grace, say amen. amen. Bow your heads, please. Oh, my Father, while the aura of the anointing is here, I pray right now that folk will not choose to let it go in one ear and out the other. And I pray, oh God, as much as I want to be loved by people and be their friends, that this won't be about me loving them and they loving me, although that's important. What it will be about is both of us, all of us loving God. Crucify hypocrisy. Say amen, somebody. Crucify it. My God, I pray that you'd crucify, uh, Lord, uh, our... Sometimes we judge people so hardly and we want so much mercy. Sometimes we speak so roughly and we want kindness. Sometimes, oh God, we give so little and we want so much. We crucify hypocrisy. Oh God, we'd rather you judge us. And we thank you that your judgment is balanced with grace. With your heads bowed and your eyes closed. If you say, Pastor Matura, I know you talked about money today and obedience. But to be honest with the Lord and not to be a hypocrite, if I die today... I'm not ready to meet the Lord. You may not be able to tell it, Pastor, by looking at me. And people sitting around me may not be. Heads bowed and eyes closed may not be able to tell it. But, Pastor, God can tell it. And for a few dollars more, a little bit more pleasure, one more day of flesh happiness, I'm not willing to risk my soul in hell. And I want to be born again. If that's you while nobody else is looking, hold up your hand. I won't single you out. I'll just ask you to hold up your hand. I need Christ. Thank you. There's one. There's two. Hold it up for a moment. Three, four, five. Thank the Lord, saints, while you pray. Six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Thank you. Thank you. Put it down. Put it down. If you didn't raise it with the first group, raise it now. Pastor, I need to raise my hands. God knows, and I know, so why should I hide it from him? Thank you. Everybody stand, please. Blessed be the Lord. Have you ever been a recipient of grace? Come on, say amen. Are you a recipient right now to grace? Lift up your hands to the Lord and thank Him. Raise up your voices and thank Him. The prayer team will come and prepare to minister around the altars. Come on, lift up, lift up their voice. Somebody d- develop, develop some thanks out of your heart right now. Come on, somebody just, just begin to thank Him. Before I go anyplace else, before I pray the prayer for salvation, I want you to thank God that the devil tried to kill you, but God kept you. Thank God that you didn't stay around the crowd that tried to drag you down to hell. But thank God you got the courage. And you said goodbye to that. You sacrificed some temporary friendships for eternal friendship with God. Come on, thank God for your sacrifices. Pray, Christians, with me. I bless you, Jesus. I bless you, Lord. I want everybody to repeat after me the sinner's prayer. You already saved like I am. It won't unsave you. It'll just encourage somebody beside you. So everybody after me, Lord Jesus, thank you for loving me enough to point the word to my life. Thank you, Jesus, for grace. Today, I receive your gift of salvation. I have known the truth 
but I've disobeyed. It's not somebody else. It's me, O Lord. Wash away my sins. Come into my life. Make me a new creation in Christ Jesus. I confess with my mouth that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and my Savior. I believe in my heart that I'm saved. And I thank you, Lord, that there is no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. I believe and I'm saved. Amen. Put your hands together and give Him some thanks. Come on, give Him some thanks. Hallelujah! Okay. Here's another prayer i got to pray. Bow your heads once more. Pastor Matura, my issue wasn't salvation. But I from time to time deal with this thing of hypocrisy. And I do not want to be a phony. You're not confessing to this pastor. I, along with you, am confessing that I want to be real, genuine. Sometimes, pastor, I let the flesh get the better of me for a few dollars more, for a few more friends, for something else. I need to give that to God. When you pray, remember me. Hold up your hand if that's you. Thank you, Jesus. Numbers. Numbers. Heads bowed. Father, I thank you now that we're starting new today. Everybody say today. Go ahead. Pray with me right now. Tell him whatever it is that you need to do it today. God, today, Lord, I will not judge and be criticizing and fault-finding and blaming like I have been. Today, oh God, I will not choose to point my finger at somebody else's face. When you're saying, deal with your heart, my heart. Today, oh God, I ask you for a filling of the Holy Ghost and a washing and a cleansing of the Lord in my life. For wives, help them to be better wives. For husbands, help them to be better husbands. God, for bosses and, and, and employers, employees, help us to be better. Today, God, we are changed by your blood. In Jesus' name. Sing, brother. Let's sing with you. Can you lift your hands for him?